12 a.m. And guess what? It is time for the next episode. What are we up to? 10? 11? 10? This is about 10 now, isn't it? 10 or 11? I think, I think this is 10. I think this is the first. We made it to double digit, double, uh, double figures. Well done, guys. Woo-hoo! Pats on the back all round. How's your week been, fellas? Hot and sweaty. That's right. You Sounds fucking like poms <laughs> whinge like bitches when it gets fucking summer, and it barely <laughs> and it barely breaks thirty degrees, and you just carry on like fucking yeah, you're stuck in the middle hurts. of the Australian outback. Degrees, I would fucking melt. <laughs> yeah, basically it just basically it just peaked above twenty degrees, and we're all fucking moaning. We're all yeah, um, much. It's one of the things sweating and to, trying to sleep and crying. Uh, the running man used to get the shits of me whenever um, it was summer because he'd start moaning um, about how hot it was and I'd go, just take the piss out of him. And he'd always try to argue, yeah, but you need to put it into the context. What's hot for you guys is, you know, we're not used to the hot weather. Still didn't stop me from bagging him out and calling him uh, the moaning <laughs> man. But, yeah. Oh, so what? what is the temps getting up to over there for you guys? Probably the mid twenties, probably like twenty six, twenty seven, and that's stinking yeah, hot for you guys. F- yeah, my phone is currently showing twenty three degrees. It's showing it's on Tuesday. It's going to hit a high of twenty four. And as an overweight, hairy individual, I'm not <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it's eighteen here now, so it's pretty cool. And um, but I recently went bald, so I'm going to have a sunburnt head regardless of. Oh dear. Yeah, Blur's just written in chat. 23, 24, even 25, 26 is just a perfect day for us here in Australia. That's like full on summer for us here in the UK. That's like, that's literally t shirt comes off, shorts go on, pair of flip flops out in the garden. Proper weather, that one. I'd be any colder and I'd start contemplating pulling out the tracky dacks and Ugg boots. (laughs) <laughs> no it's 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 actually getting a little bit cool here we've had some single digit mornings and stuff like that so we we're the opposite mate we're big sooks when it comes to the cold weather like i'm even sitting here i've got my um uh robe uh bed robe sitting next to me so that when i finish the stream tonight i can stick it on and go and sit outside and have a vape and a quick drink before i go to bed sounds quite nice to be fair so I had Jinxler in um, chat before, but I don't know what's happened to him, but we'll wait for him. And Fishy said he might um, turn up as well. Um, but as it is, guys, it's just us three for now, and I think we can handle that quite easily ourselves. Sounds Ooh, good. We're magic. Now, the first point, what's this Giazu, Giazu.com that I clipped? What was that again? Waiting for it to load up. Hoping no one oh, posted um, porn. That was from last week, wasn't it? Just waiting for the porn to come up now on your screen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was. That was from uh, last week. Um, that was uh, the clip that um, the one shared with us. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I, think, I think it goes from where I shared the, uh, the Reddit link, Captain Price's Cigar. Just below it, I think it goes ah, from yep, there yep, down yep. Is, the, uh, is this week's lot. So from Captain Price's Cigar, 
all the way down to okay. the very got bottom the first of the topic, list. my man. I've got to open it back up myself, actually, so I can remind myself of what the fuck it was I shared. Oh, yeah. There we go. Now I remember. You'll like this. Do I want to click on this? 18 plus? <laughs> yeah, no, it's nothing It's nothing weird or anything. It's something that someone put on the Daisy subreddit. Something that a modder is, uh, has created and is hoping to get out onto the, uh, onto the store soon. And it's not the only one he's done. What's this? The end... What the hell? Afternoon, gentlemen. Afternoon, hey, gentlemen. Gisla, how you doing, mate? I just had to quickly check um, who it was he joined because we get we we never uninvite people, so we get people just randomly crash in on it. <laughs> Fair enough. Hang about Good old just... foobar. <laughs> that was priceless, though. We're just looking at a clip. Um, oh, hang about, I got my bottle in the way there. So, which one am I looking at? The the meme grenade. Yeah, so if you look, basically just look through a couple of the different ones he's got. He's got, uh, oh, there, I was saying, posted two hours ago, my dank meme mod pack is now available in the workshop. So I didn't realise he had actually done it. I haven't kept up with him for the last week or so. Um, but if you scroll down to 11 days ago, uh, there's one that has 906 upvotes. And it's basically, what he's done is he's basically modded grenades so that he can have um, different versions of grenades. So he's got one that you can play the American uh, National Anthem. And he's got another one that when you throw it, it's a meme grenade that goes off and um, uh, never give you up when it explodes. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, Foxy just said that in chat. They the smokes that make Rick Astley noises and stuff. That's the ones, yeah. I love it. I love it. Like I, I've got the um, other one coming later, but you got to have fun with it. As much as I like the serious yeah. side of the game, you've got to have some fun things in there. The you know, things that when you jump in there and you see it, it makes you laugh. It makes you smile. Um, yeah. Um, now we won't be uh, rude for too much longer. Jinxler, how are you doing, mate? Thanks for joining us. No problem, no problem at all. Yeah, no, doing all right, thanks. Um, yeah, no, cool, good. Tell us all about yourself, mate, for those who don't know you, which is the majority of us, I'm going to guess. <laughs> what happened then? Hello? Anyone else? And is Boomer technology broken again? I just had this buzzing noise and then I lost all audio. So start I again, mate. Broke it. I hacked you. That's what it was. It was. <laughs> Scripted. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, tell us a bit about yourself, Jensler. So I'm a um, Twitch affiliate streamer, uh, mainly play DayZ. I uh, used to be an admin on an NCRP server on Xbox, but recently moved to the Master Race, so I'm now on the uh, on the PC. Uh, followed the way of Mike. Um, 
I've got a YouTube channel as well, which I, I, you know, about six months ago I was really into, but just I've lost lost my passion for it. Really, got to have a bit of you know, got to have a bit of uh, inspiration for that. And uh, no, I've just lost my way a bit on that. Just a few videos coming soon, but um, yeah, no, um, um, sort of lost my will on that. Um, in real life, father of two, um, love gaming, always have done since I was a young lad. Um, from the from the Commodore sixty four onwards, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just uh, really really enjoy Daisy. Basically, I haven't been the only game I've played for about a year and a half now. So <laughs> I don't think I've actually touched anything else. Now. So that is that is that's where I'm at. I'm absolutely stuck here. My wife hates it. I love it. <laughs> it's, uh, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm a proper addict, real addict. Um, really, really, like I said, really enjoy the the whole streaming experience quite new to it only started in July, uh, January uh, just working my way up I mean we've got a nice little community going in there got the same regulars coming every 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 time I yep. stream it's, it's really good fun not looking to become anything massive you know I don't want to be TRMZ or nothing like that but um, it's I, I enjoy it and it, it's it's a hobby that you know keeps me busy on evenings and how are you finding um, PC compared to Xbox oh it's fantastic I mean uh Xbox is great. I mean, it really introduced me to the world of DayZ after watching videos of, you know, TRMZ and Baby Nades and, you know, all the people that I always thought, God, I'd love to play with them. Um, and coming to PC is just, it's been a total different experience. Um, always, I always used to dabble in PCs when I was younger. So I, when you know, playing Quake 3 and um, Doom and, you know, all those sort of things. So I always had the sort of mouse keyboard element to my game, but um coming from a key coming from a controller back to mouse and keyboard i, I don't think i hit a barn door for weeks <laughs> you know absolutely terrible um but no I, the, the graphics are so much better on there you know the experience is so much better. the community seems a lot better as well you know a lot of, it, it sounds wrong but uh xbox is you, you get a lot of kids that just want to just see Daisy, see zombies, and they just want to play the game, and then all they do is just go around killing people, which is all part of the game. It's all part of it. But um, for me, the PC players, true geeks, you know, they absolutely love it. And you know, there is the old person in there that really annoys me. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the whole community seems to be a lot better. Just give me one sec. I'm just having a problem with my webcam. Um, it's Oh man, what do you guys keep saying about me, boomers? And right, there we go. I mean, damn, I managed to fix it. Holy shit! Can you still actually hear me? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, got you loud and clear, mate. It is definitely the boomer zone tonight because I am just breaking everything and. Somehow, yeah. Oh, oh God, I'm embarrassing myself. Um, no, that's <laughs> that's good, man. Because, um, like, I, I run a group um, here in Australia, just in a, a small Australian um, Daisy standalone community. Um, and I just recently reached out. I said, you know, I want to get a couple of guys who um, have got console backgrounds and that. So I think you're kind of in a unique um, thing. Like, you've only got to look at someone like Don Sibley. He's got a PC, but he prefers to play the console. You're going to have a bit of a unique thing in that, you know, you do get 
um, people come in and watch you who talk about playing on consoles. And I've got to say to them, look, I don't know. I just don't know how to play it on a console. You're going to have that big advantage over a lot of people in that you can explain from first-hand experience the differences between console and um, Xbox. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this. I mean, what a difference as well. I mean, the um, just the just the controls, the, the movement, the, the the freedom you got to shoot. You know, um, the, the, going from mouse to keyboard is just it's just it's more far more immersive, far more immersive. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with with day, um, Xbox. I mean, I played it for almost a year since it, I, as soon as it came out on preview, I bought it and I played it until last. Well, until until March this year, actually, I was I was on uh, on uh, Xbox. So you know, I played it for a long, long time. You guys endured a bit of hell when it first came out on console. I mean, like for us PC players, we've endured a sh- years of hell at times. But um, it was pretty bad there. Some of the stuff I was hearing about it on console with the the tents on the coast and something called the meatball yeah. glitch and the frames were horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now I, I I drop two frames now, and I'm like, oh god, what's wrong with it? Um, yeah. But I remember running through Electro and just being like, and nothing you can even do about it. You can't upgrade your soft, your, your hardware. It's uh, it's just deal with it, you know. And I remember most of the players never went near a city. All we used to do was just sit in in woods, you know, because <laughs> that was that was where you didn't lag out. It was uh, that was it. But it would have been hard, yeah. You know, um, Fishy's probably uh, got a pretty good technical understanding of this side. Thanks for joining us, Fish. Um, but it, it, it's pretty ambitious, a game the size of DayZ for a console. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised when it did come out. It's, it's such a PC game that for it to be on console, I mean, just the amount of buttons you need, everything like that. They've done a brilliant job of adapting it to a controller. Um, but I was always, I was, it was what a feat to actually get it onto a console. The ones just said I in think... the chat, I'd rather play on a toaster than on console. And I, I watch you guys when you like, well, you don't now you're on the master race, but I watch the console players and they're clicking through their inventory. And I just sit there and think, fuck me swinging. It's amazing. They managed to make it, but I could think of nothing worse than, Yeah. You got to put something in your hands and click through again to find an item. Yeah. To what were you going to say, Mike? I think it, it works surprisingly well on the like the Xbox One X. Like I I started playing Daisy on PC, but a friend had bought it on Xbox, so I bought the Xbox version to join him. And apart from the inventory being a pain in the ass, it's, it actually runs surprisingly well. Obviously, nothing compared to do a decent gaming PC and for me the difference between me playing on my PC and the Xbox you know it, it's huge but it's not as big as I thought it would be the difference yeah I couldn't imagine trying to play this with with a controller and I see people on PC trying to play with a controller and I have to give them massive respect because I, I can barely play it with the mouse and keyboard <laughs> um uh, one of the topics I've got coming up later um, is about uh, Blueberry. For those who remember him, you UK guys probably uh, would be more inclined to remember him. Uh, very well known. He used to play with um, Mr. Blackout and Jam Jar a lot back in the day. Uh, but he's been away from Daisy for a long time, and he's just recently come back to it. And he's just said, Daisy on consoles? Question mark. Yes, mate. It's on the PS4 and the um, 
Xbox. And it's brought a massive crowd of people. It's just gone on Xbox. What do they call it? Live or Xbox? Xbox Games Pass. Pass. Games Pass. Which has brought hundreds of thousands when it came out on console. Sorry, bro. I was so happy when it came out. I was so happy when it came out on console because I had an Xbox and didn't have a PC at the time of Daisy first coming out on Xbox. I've only had a PC for about a year or so. And when they when they announced they were going to be bringing Daisy to Xbox, I was so happy. And then when they finally released it, it was such a janky piece of crap to begin with. <laughs> but I was so happy that I was finally able to play Daisy. I was just I was so happy. And then I ended up getting a PC and I was just like, well, Xbox is in the fucking cupboard now. See you later, mate. So how does it run now? Has anyone played it recently? Blueberry's just asking in chat. Yeah, I played it about two days ago. And, and? It's it's not bad. It really isn't too bad. Um I think when you play on a on a decent community server um that hasn't got huge amounts of issues with duping and, and loot stashes, it, it runs surprisingly well. It still has issues around big cities, but it's 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 a relatively smooth experience. It's, it, again, it's nothing compared to the PC, but it's to get a game of the size and scope of Daisy to run on the current gen consoles is is still impressive, regardless of the the flaws it has. Just trying to have to think it. about the style too, right? Like, there's no there's no survival games like this, you know, on Xbox. No, the closest would probably be State of Decay. But that was more a story. Right. Well, it's either story, um, cutscenes, or instant gratification, and Daisy is none of that. Um, when I started playing this, you know, I'm not even going to say how many years ago, it, you, you tell your friends, don't even bother unless you can sit down for three to seven hours. And sure, people want to do that on Xbox, but three to seven hours of nothing is not going to play the same for console players, really. I think a lot of people want that instant gratification don't they sometimes and you, and you see it you see the amount of coastal pvp on on official servers on pc as well but i think it seems to be a lot worse on on some console servers that i've played on just basically people spawning in not giving a shit about talking and just going on some coastal fuckery really i mean for week for months i mean when i played it it was it was go on pvp shoot each other you know that's you know on sorry don't go on publics shoot each other that's all it was um, it wasn't until uh, I got wind of NCRP that just started up, Reno started up, and Pizza, uh, two, of, two of my friends. And I sort of started playing on that, and we started doing a bit of role play, and you know, we started going along that element. And that's when it really took off for me. That's when I really started to enjoy it. I just brought up a tweet, um, and Aidan Baker asked the dev team, will there ever be mod support for console DayZ, like traders? guns etc because mods really bring daisy to life i know you guys know how much better daisy is with mods like bethesda did with ps4 and xbox they added actual mod support for their games skyrim and fallout and the dev team replied we are working on something that will give the console modding community more creative freedom but full mod support like you mentioned is currently out of reach so that's a bit sad but it's yeah it is what it is it's not it always, even really up to them. No. I think it always surprised sorry. I think it always surprises me when people compare mods on Daisy to Bethesda, because obviously they've got the, the resources to build a whole front end for, for the mods, whereas obviously on PC 
any Daisy mod through the Steam Workshop, which just couldn't be achievable on console. So I think that they would have to make a separate front end for a mod and for, like, for a, the modding to be possible, I would believe. So I think when you consider that resources are probably limited at, at Bohemia, they're not, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult for them to do it that way. So they'd probably have to find some sort of workaround. Well, and they pretty much they're responsible for the content and the mods. That's that's the main reason um, you see a different style of mods on console versus PC is Sony and Microsoft have very strict standards. And I know it's kind of a joke when you think about, you know, an early access game and the history of this development cycle for this game, but they have specific standards and the game company is responsible for that. So to open it up for community mods, they have to basically own those mods and any repercussions from that. And that can get re- like they've already had to pull out the names of the guns just to cover their bots licensing wise um they can't really babysit they, like you said they don't have the size of a team to babysit all of the mods that are going to come for this game and as you say sony and microsoft have always been really resistant to have or to allow mods on online games because obviously it gives people the potential to hack into their system doesn't it to a certain extent so i think it would be difficult for them to allow um, mods to be allowed on a persistent online game. I can't, I can't see it happening unless Bohemia in some way repackage mods and release them as free DLC. But again, I can't see that being a thing either. It'll be interesting to see what they actually say because they've obviously got something planned and you guys have explained there's limitations as to what they can do. They've been talking in chat about it as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I know how happy they were when um, they got access to the files and they were able to change some values and mix things up and that. So it'll be great, but it's console. It's always going to be limited compared to PC. The next uh, one, though, Brim, I saw this um, post from Batty as well. Yeah, those pictures are really something, aren't they? Absolutely phenomenal. For those who don't remember, Batty was um, an amazing community manager uh, or community manager we had for DayZ. Uh, I'm not sure if she was actually a community manager, but um, I think she was actually a community manager. And Martin was the marketing manager or something. Uh, but he had a, a dream to visit every existing DayZ IRL location, and she thinks she's done. And she's got a folder with pictures galore. Yeah, I think the great thing with it as well is that in that file, in that link, she puts a pictures of the actual real-life place and a picture of the in-game place on Chinaris as well. So you can see like a, a side-by-side of, you know, this is what it actually is and this is, you know, this is what we've made and this is the inspiration for it, the actual real-life place. And I think it's absolutely brilliant. It reminds me of a couple of, I think it's about three years ago, when I believe it was Toprek did a YouTube video where he went and visited um, a bunch of different places that um, various areas of the map are based on as well um, that I think didn't get enough credit. That was fantastic. Yeah, I remember that. It was a brilliant video. It's still, for some reason, still every now and then, even though I've probably watched it three or four times, YouTube's algorithm just goes, yeah, you haven't haven't watched this in a couple of years. Maybe you want to give it another look. And it just shows up in my recommended every so often. Oh, look at that. That that one there is very, uh, 
there's the shape of the mountain in the background where uh, uh, Green Mountain is. Oh, that church. You'd just trip out if you were driving down the road and saw that, wouldn't you? No, the Red Barn. Um, somebody actually got right up to the Red Barn at Starry. Amazing. Yeah, right there. They actually looked right inside. I think I think that was in Tobes' video. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 in Tope's video, they bumped him and the people he was with bumped into the owners of the Big Red Barn in real life. Um, and they said, oh, would you like to come in and have a look and actually let them in the barn so they could go inside the barn and have a look around, which obviously looked very different in real life to to what it was in the game. Because in real life, it was a genuine barn that they were using for, I think, farming and stuff. But you know, to actually see it was the layout inside with the way it's actually the catwalks on top and everything was actually really cool. Every Daisy player's uh, dream. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I would absolutely love to be able to go and see some of these places. Same. And she's same. got she's got a bunch more images there as well. If you hit the uh, boy, if you scroll down on it and hit load twenty more images. She's actually got a bunch more on top of the one past the well. So, it's, you know, she's had a really comprehensive list of uh, of different items there. I put the link in chat and I'll put it on the video as well. So people, if they miss the tweet, can actually have a look at it themselves. Because, yeah, it is. I've watched those videos of Tope and I'm pretty sure Renee did one as well. Barely infected. Um, visiting the locations. Um, Blueberry saying Maniac Mike actually visited Electro in real life and said it was insane. He went up Sniper Hill, took some pics. That'd, that'd be a blast going up Sniper Hill, just sitting there going, oh, yeah, memories, memories. Have a Nam moment up on the hill. Um, The next one, definitely on our to-do list. What was this tweet again? Are they ever adding broken limbs back in? So we've heard it before, but I just wanted to reinforce it. They're saying it is definitely on our to-do list. I know we've got broken bones in um, the medical attention mod, but they're a little bit janky compared to how they used to work. Um, I just, I know in the back of everyone's mind is, if you're going to implement it, please don't let it be as bad as it used to be back in the very early days of DayZ. That would just be, oh. Yeah, I don't think any of us really want to be tripping over our own toenails at this point. And dying because no. of it. I happen to like being able to go in and out of those log cabins and not dying. So yes, keep that. yes. <laughs> and in the barns, and you know, fall off the edge and not die from um, halfway down the stairs and falling off. And oh, but I like walking down out. the steps on the watchtowers oh. and having to crouch to not to not do with too many steps, or you'll break both your legs. So that's still a thing now. Yeah. yeah well, that's man, the genius building. Yeah, man, that. I broke my legs on the um, DZ Down Under server just today, um, going down one of those watchtower stairs. Oh, my God. They are insane. Took about a third of my health as well. As you imagine, it would. It's a fair way up, those things. Um, did anyone like see Asmondi's latest chart? This guy is a god. The animations he comes up with, I don't know why the dev team haven't hired him. Ah, oh, good old Asmondian. 
Yeah, he's awesome. Absolutely awesome. I, I will out, honestly yeah. say, yeah, I think he's genuinely saved a lot of people's lives yeah. in the game as a result of some of the things he's put up. The amount of times I've, you know, I've, I've thought, oh, something's, I keep dying from this one particular thing. I can't, I don't know why. Then I log on to Twitter and just all of a sudden he's got a picture there and I'm like, oh, what's that? And it tells me the, you know, sort of how to not die the way I've been dying. Like, oh, that's what I've been doing wrong. I found the uh, nutritional information for food the best. Yes. You know, what is the best thing to yeah. actually eat? Uh, you know, what yes. I was like throwing one thing away, but keeping another, and I was actually keeping the crap thing and I needed to keep the other thing, you know, and it just, it absolutely, absolutely helped. Yeah. Really. I think for me, it was the, uh, it was the, the clothing, what's waterproof, what's not, what, you know, the different that was warming factors of each items. Cause that, I saw that one around about the time Livonia came out. And I, that was when Livonia came out was the first time I'd ever played on the experimental servers. And then I obviously bought Livonia afterwards and I can guarantee having a firefighter outfit on as a result of seeing that it was the best from one of Asmondian's tweets is definitely saved my ass on Livonia more than once. The other thing I love the most. Does it rain in Livonia, does it? Just a little bit, mate. Nothing just to worry a little, about. Just a little tiny bit. Just a drizzle. <laughs> But you can just cook some food and throw it in your your pants. You don't even need to wear waterproof clothes. Like they need well, to fix that because I I myself was doing that on Livonia when it first came out, thinking, "Oh, this is hardcore survival." And then everybody I meet is like, "No, just cook some steaks." Yeah, but but oh, no, I'm not going to jump ahead. I'm not going to jump ahead. There's a topic. Have you played coming, um, coming on, up that'll address sorry, that? Have you played, played on Doug recently. They've actually taken that out now, so. You no longer have the uh, the uh, the advantage of having cooked meat in your pants. Um, you you <laughs> you dive frostbite basically every every time you play. It's uh, it's an experience. Really? Yeah, but the problem is they haven't implemented any sort of waterproof. So uh, yes, the mods have done you know the mods that have done a brilliant job of actually taking that out. You you don't it, basically food is warm to start with and it cools down. So when you log back in two days later, your food, you know, your food's cooled down. So you can't run around with six steaks in your top and survive the survive the wet. The problem is, like I said, there's no there's no water, dead waterproof clothes. So everyone's, you know, it's really made it a real hardcore experience. About it the needs only to be one, balanced. The only, the only one I'm aware of is um, uh, fireman's outfit. It's about the only one that'll give you the full. But even then, if you don't have wellies on, um, you still get the wet status. But um, going back to Asmondian, the one thing I love about this guy is if you ask him if you can use his stuff, yes. And he'll send you a link with every fucking graphic he's ever done. He's one of the most selfless people, um, the unsung hero of today's e-community, this guy is. I keep on asking him to do an interview with me, but he's a very humble guy as well. Um, and he's worried that his English isn't good enough. Uh, maybe one day, maybe one day, but... He just, he fascinates me that he does these high quality images just out of love of the game. I mean, that's commitment, isn't it? That's, uh, that's a guy who loves his, love, <laughs> has a passion for Daisy. Yeah. yeah similar yeah. To, to Wobo where he's, you know, he's yeah. helping the rest of us be better at this game. Yep. Although I did find it fascinating that uh, Barely Infected said he didn't watch uh, many of Wobo's videos. 
that he wanted to work stuff out himself, which I respect. But at the same time, I go, man, there's just some shit about Daisy that unless someone tells you or shows you, you're never going to work out, like dynamic spawns. I think it's always cool to find to find things out yourself, especially with it being such an organic experience as, as Daisy is. But at the same time, you know, I agree some of Asmondian's posts have been incredibly helpful for a lot of people. So I'm, I'm not against watching them. Obviously, I do love finding strange things out yourself. But at the same time, everyone needs that little bit of help sometimes. I think the classic that I always seem to find that people just do not know is things like the fire starter kit, you know, the bit bark with a single stick. People, I, I, I still have people that have been playing the game for weeks that say, how the hell do you do that? You know, and it's, <laughs> they just don't realize that there's no, there's no guide. There's no tutorial, you know, um, I had someone show me, you know, unless you've got these online content things, you'd never know it was there. A bit like the first... bag as well. When I first played standalone coming from the mod, I couldn't for the life of me figure out how to pick any items up off the ground. The stuff that didn't immediately give me an option to pick it up, that I had to go into the <laughs> vicinity inventory to grab, I had no idea. And no one is going to tell you that. No. And, yeah, yeah, like, I, I watched a video of um, uh, someone um, playing DayZ for the first time, and he skipped the tutorial. Um, he was playing it on a console, I think, where they offer you the tutorial. Um, and he said, I don't need no tutorial. You know, the real men don't need tutorials. Real men don't read instructions. And he cursed himself. Uh, six hours later, he'd finally managed to learn most of the basic things that the tutorial would have shown him. Because um, Daisy is, like we were talking about before, a very complex game. Um, and I can understand why some people would get frustrated with it. You know, those who like instant gratification. Daisy's definitely not that game for you. Probably in his benefit, the, the tutorial on console is shit. It is really bad. It's basically yeah. a short video giving you give, give, which gives you very, very, very limited advice. It's it should be that way. Obviously, they've never really wanted to implement a, an actual tutorial, and they've kind of straddled between the two. Like it's really useless to be honest, but. Suppose some it's people more of a, may find it helpful. There is, there is like a the, like a flip screen, isn't there? That says sort of inventory. Pick this up, pick that up. But it's not a video, is it? It's more of a click, click to see the next screen, and then it yeah, just say, yeah. make sure you eat, make sure you, you know, it's not, it's not anything in depth at all. Okay, and that's all relatively new as well. That wasn't even there until they released on console. They put that into the PC version around the same time. Um, the little tips oh, screen. Oh, yeah, the tips. That's screen, the one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, just Half of the fun like... of this game is is discovering stuff. Like yeah. you said, you know, um, especially, I, my whole thing was being lost. I, I enjoyed being lost and not yes. knowing the map. And it took me a long time to really learn the standalone map because it's massive compared to the mod. Um, but learn it once you learn it, it's a different game. That's why I've been enjoying playing the uh, DDU uh, winter map because it just looks so different. I actually got lost, um, embarrassed myself on stream the other day. Did about a 30, 40-minute run after leaving Steroy and ended up back in Steroy. So I didn't have a compass. I usually always <laughs> carry a compass because you can still get lost in some bushy areas if you're not paying attention and you, you, know, you start knocking your mouse a bit to the left as you're running and next thing you're off course and that. But I did a full 360, about a 30, 40-minute run, and I'm coming up on this town and I'm going, what the fuck? And I'm looking at it 
and my mind's telling me it was Steroy, but I was going, it can't be Steroy. Well, what town's got a police station and a medical and a little church on the... So I went to the sign, and sure enough, I'd fucking gotten myself completely lost just because it looked different. So um, I've been loving playing Chinaris on the winter map just for that exact reason. I love being lost as well and discovering things, and yeah. I think that's a weird thing as well, isn't it? With the with the winter map making everything look so different, like you wouldn't think that it would make things difficult and, and different like that. You would think that you know you've been playing this game for X amount of years. I know this map like the back of my hand, but a little bit of snow on the ground, and all of a sudden you just your GPS is completely off, and it's like you're running around with your eyes shut. It's madness. Fishy, I Do like you remember when they there. changed? The tutorial ahead, should be how to craft a knife from stones and that's it. It should literally just spawn you onto a server, put two stones in front of you, um, say combine two stones to make a um, stone knife and then spawn a chicken in front of you and say dinner and let you work out the rest of it yourself. Let's see how many people die from eating raw chicken breast. <laughs> tutorial done. <laughs> <laughs> that should just be the tutorial. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Now, what were you going to say? Welcome to Daisy. Here's Salmonella. <laughs> yeah. We I was going to say, um, you guys are talking about the winter map. Do you remember when they did the Fidelity update and changed all of the trees? I think they redid all of the trees, yes. all of the lush grass. I, I could not navigate when they did that because my familiar little landmarks were all covered in grass and trees. And yep. yeah, running around in circles for hours. I still don't know if I like the tree update. I, I like... Like I was at least watching um, uh, Blueberry's video where he was running with um, uh, his mate in it. Uh, I can't remember if it was Gavel Mike. I should. Um, but they said, I wonder if you still do the tree um, trick. And that was, you know, hide inside the um, the palm tree or the pine trees um, and basically just blend in, especially if you're in a ghillie and that. And you can't really do that now because the way they changed them, I don't know whether I like the, the new pine trees in particular. They still eat bullets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't. Do. I died to that last night. And yes, um, Dewan, I do know that Adam worked hard on that update, but I just, I still don't know if I like those pine trees compared to the way they used to be. Like, you used to be able to hide a barrel in the fucking tree. I remember I had a barrel on that road between um, uh, Novi Sabor and town to the south of it near the castle. I can never remember its name right on the edge of the road, stashed inside two pine trees uh, that were right next to each other. And no one found it. And that was on Pipsy server back in the day when it was high pop. Everyone would just run straight past it with the green barrel. Um, and um, I think I ended up getting another one and sticking it in there as well. No one just ever saw it. I used to do that behind the gas station at Kamenka. Really? Oh, yeah. There's a row of pine trees. Yep. Yep. That's where all my barrels were. And now I, I was doing that before there was even a military base down there because no one went down there anyways. <laughs> I do miss some of the places you could stash stuff um, with the old um, the way the trees and stuff were. But it just, you know, you can bury stuff now. So it's gone from one to the other. Although you can't really bury stuff on the winter map. It just sticks out like crazy. Um. Next post from uh, the Daisy Dev team. I've I've been loving it. Um, been watching them very very closely. Um, so, what was this uh, tweet in response to? 
Yeah, the situation right at the moment is a bit, uh, what are they talking about? In approximately one hour, we will start closing down the free service. Someone said nearly halfway through 2020 with one update, then five updates this year. You promise seeing more unlikely as each day passes. Uh, despite the current world events, we are optimistic. Yeah, the situation at the moment is a bit shitty, but this wasn't the problem, dear Bohemia. Be honest. What problem do you have in mind? We said we are optimistic. The work on the update 1.08 will progress as well. And the reason I posted this one is, man, Jacob um, has just turned around the Daisy dev uh, team account, hasn't he? The responses, oh, yeah. and some of them are fucking hilarious when he... Um, Real funny. Real yeah, funny. Yeah, it's, it's great to see. And people He's are responding. Yeah, he's he's got a really good mix of like genuine like business and being, you know, answering a question in a very company professional way on one tweet and then on another tweet, knowing that the someone has tweeted the Daisy account with a bit of a jokey way of saying it, and then he'll banter back. Yeah, you know, in in a in a clever way without being rude. And I think I think he's got it he's got it down to a fine art on that one at the moment. He's doing really well, and it's it's so good to see. After it was dark there for so long, and you know everyone was saying, "Who the fuck is even on the team now?" And then it all seemed to kind of turn around once we found out Sumrak was the new project lead. Um, and now, you know, like from what I understand, Jacob's still fairly new on the job. Um, but my God, I'm I'm loving what we're seeing. Yeah, I think we stumbled across Jacob about two or three weeks ago, maybe, yeah. uh, on the podcast. And uh, I think that's when I put a link up for for the tweet for him. Introduce, I think he introduced himself on Twitter. And on that Twitter post, he put that he had only been working for Bohemia at that point for about three weeks. So I think, give or take, roughly, he I think he's about two months into his employment with Bohemia. And to be honest, so far, I'd say stick him up for a performance review and give him a fucking gold star. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's doing fantastic. Uh, and I've been chatting with him and I won't give away anything he said to me in confidence and that, but he's got more stuff planned and it's going to be great um, to, yeah. Um, and like you're saying there, yeah, Batty was fucking amazing. Um, she was the standard that um, we all loved. Um, even Esmos beforehand, Esmos was amazing. Um, Batty was just next level, um, and Jacob just looked like he's gonna—he's making the role his own, and we're all going to be along for what's going to be quite a funny ride by the look of it. Because I love his humour, and yeah, it was good seeing Batty join the community groups and all the rest of it. Um, the next one, Lottie posting that she's left the Karma crew due to differences. I don't want to get into too much in conspiracy stuff, but I just thought that was fascinating. Um, there's so much movement happening with people and, yeah, it just it does worry me a bit that there's starting to be a bit of angst between people is sort of where I'm getting at with this. And I'm not saying anything. I have no clue why Lottie's left, but, yeah. I didn't see that coming, to be honest. I mean, I, I'd like to say I have no idea why she would left. I didn't really keep up with, you know, with that whole, the whole situation in general and the whole sort of, sort of Twitch team situation in general, regardless of whether it's Karma Crew or anyone else. But I can't imagine what the issues are. And at the end of the day, it's you know that's up to 
us up to them to deal with. But it just seems like a really, a really weird situation that uh, I've noticed looking on Twitter recently. There seems to have been a few different people leaving different stream teams from different games and sort of, you know, things sort of breaking down a little bit. So I'm hoping it's not a, not a start of a, of a snowball effect of, of, of negative shit, basically. Hmm. Without going too far into it, I think I have my own feelings and opinions on what's going on with some of these communities. Um, probably relates to some topics that have already been discussed in previous episodes, but hopefully, uh, hopefully it's going to have a lot more content. I mean, that's the good thing, the, the silver lining, more content. Okay. But yeah, I, I wish her the best of luck because she's doing absolutely amazing. Um, her subs, I, I, I can't think of anyone else who the Daisy streamer who's got more subs than her. She's got an amazing little community. And yeah, um, Blueberry saying, not going to lie, there is so much drama behind the scenes in the, I find in the Daisy community for some reason it's madness. Um, mate, you're looking at the source of most of it right here. <laughs> I, yeah, um, Boydie's definitely, uh, definitely the star. It's definitely a shit star. <laughs> I jokingly You're not going to make friends. Hey. I said you're not going to make friends if you keep shit disturbing, but it's really interesting. <laughs> I've got I've got all the friends I need, mate. I'm 47. Um, I'm happy sitting at home and talking with people on the internet. That's my life and yeah. But um yeah, I, I jokingly replied to Rav. I think Rav must have upset someone. I don't know what it was about. And he put a, a very Boydie-esque uh, tweet out um, calling out some people. And I kind of replied to him saying, who the fuck do you think you are? I'm the only person who's allowed to upset the entire DayZ community. Don't make me come at you, bro. Um, uh, yeah. But, yeah. I, I did I, read I, all that with, uh, with Rav stuff. And I, I will say it did make me giggle a little bit more than it probably should have. <laughs> Um, another one, uh, Mike Doherty um, tweeting, um, in case you didn't catch this, the new location will be cold. Um, and it's a tweet yeah. from the dev team. We haven't forgotten work on 1.8. is progressing smoothly. The update is going to contain a number of important bug fixes and improvements as well as new content, weapon location, etc. We'll be able to share more once we finish work and test it. Everything stay tuned. Now, everyone was um, surmising that the new location will be cold. But the key thing I took from it, they didn't say a new map. They said a new location. Yeah. There's a lot of people I th- I like think as well, it's... Yeah, see, I think because obviously Sumrak's now the project lead, I think a lot of people have, have leaned towards Namalsk with that. And I'll be honest, when I saw that pop up, uh, Foxy Pope kindly um, kindly shared that in the podcast agenda and tagged me in it. Um, when I saw that that Daisy tweet, then uh, saying, "Yeah, I didn't expect the word location to be in there," because that seems like Jacob doing good work as always with you know with a very professional you know approach to that tweet. And so, uh, but I sort of read it and I thought, well, yeah, you know, it's just your normal. It's gonna you know the update's gonna contain a number of important bug fixes and blah blah blah. And then I saw the word location and I went, oh, hang on a minute. And my, my ears kind of pricked up like an Alsatian at that point. And I thought, oh, hang on, this is this is just taking a an interesting turn. I can't see it being the mask. Uh, like you said, Boydie, it doesn't say location, it just says map. Uh, sorry, lo- uh, just says location, not a new map. So 
I think I think it is going to be like you say, like a little ski resort type situation, yeah. or something up in the sort of the very northwest of the map, up near like the um, uh, what's it called, the biathlon arena, or yeah. out west near Zvere or something like that. Because I think that's an area of the map that's been a little bit sort of neglected over the years. I don't think it's really changed up there very much. Maybe going to add some snow to the map. Mountain. I think. I think any. Yeah, I think any change like that's uh, going to be a positive step in the right direction. Give us something new to explore. Yeah, it can't be in a mouse, can it? I think even even with Sumrak as lead, the the assuming there's legal issues with with releasing the mouse as an official DLC, so that's not just going to go away when when Sumrak's project leads. So I think it'll be a potentially something in the northwest that's a yeah. bit snowy and cold, maybe. It's nice that they're still adding to the maps, you know, for example, with the fairgrounds and, you know, all the, they haven't just called it quits. It's nice that they're, they're continuing to update it in something like a ski resort, like you said, or even if they increase the, the height of the mountain ranges to the north and west and put a bit of snow on top, that would be would be really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with it. I, I like a lot of the changes they've made. I miss the old stuff. Um, I hope someone can reinvent the you know, original Cherneris map. Um, and even some of the earlier ones we had as they made a few changes like Mishkino Tents and Tizzy um, and keep a bit of the original stuff, Northeast Airfield and Belota. But I do like when they change stuff. Like I loved when they changed that entire Western Corridor. I used to love just running up and down there through all those mountains, getting lost and, yeah. Um, but kind of tied into what you were saying about with Namolsk, one of the things Adam has said is that um, why it's taking so long is the game's just not at a state where he feels it'll make the most out of the Molsk. And Exclusion, who's in chat right now, um, did a really good video. Um, what can we expect from Daisy 1.08? Did any of you watch it? No, I'll have to check that one out. I won't play yeah, that's it That's the one thing I didn't um, get around to. But I'll put a link so in there. I thought to myself the other day, Namalsk, what is happening with that map's development? And after reading up on the past two dev blogs for it, I found some pretty interesting information. For those I plan on making that video Namask, my hungover video for tomorrow. For there you go. Yep. The map can I'm there basically with you. delved into status reports and, and other tweets and just a lot of information like and summarized what he feels is going to be in 1.08. So I really encourage everyone to take the time to go watch that video. Um, it's an amazing little uh, effort that he's done. Um, I love the thumbnail for it. The thumbnail is brilliant. Um, but it was a very, very cleverly done uh, video. And Exclusion deserves to be um, applauded for going in there and just looking into it and coming up with some very, very logical assumptions as to what he feels is going to be in 1.08. Brian Hicks tweeted about Daisy, and he played on the server that I was on earlier, Daisy Down Under, which made a lot of us Aussies um, and Kiwis very happy. Gave you a little tingle in your special places, didn't it? Oh, it did, it did. And uh, from what <laughs> I hear, even Un Cooper um, actually ran into him in-game. He was being chased by a zombie or something. Um, but oh, it's nice. good to see... Sorry? That's pretty, it's pretty cool that uh, that he's actually going back and... And having a go and actually interacting with uh, with the community as well. Yeah, but he was always good for that. 
love him or hate him. I know a lot of people um, don't like him, but I've, I I sub to him on Twitch. Um, he's He streams on Twitch as well. He's a fascinating person to listen to. One of the things I always loved about Brian was he has this, when he talks, you just want to listen to what he says because he has quite good insights. I don't always agree with a lot of things he says, but I still appreciate his insight on um, stuff. And he does talk about uh, not just DayZ stuff. Um, like at the moment, he's mostly playing Star Citizen. Um, but um, he talks about um, a lot of the more technical stuff, but he seems to have a way of talking about it that even an idiot like me can understand. So definitely go and check him out on uh, Twitch. I'll try to remember to put a link to his Twitch channel. In the, um, it's almost like a, it's almost like a superpower when you can say something and Boydie gets what it means. <laughs> Cheeky fucker! Where's the mute button? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now the big topic, the big topic that uh, Fishy um, came out of retirement for to talk about this one. So I'm going to let you go first, Fishy. Um, I'll start with the tweet I put up. Um, so I had a discussion in my Discord with someone and it was the same old daisy is dead uh, it's never going to be finished and i put a uh, tweet out which could have been probably worded as with all of my tweets a little bit more be- uh, a little better but okay so i had a discussion in my discord with someone who stated that daisy would never be finished what do you think on this and more importantly what do you consider finished to even mean me that we have everything that we had in 0.62 will suffice for me and that's just my personal um, opinion on it. The poll was probably pretty ordinary, but Fishy, what did what are you what did you got to say on it, mate? I know you commented on the um, uh, the post. I think Wolfgeist stole my thunder. I don't know if you've seen his his tweet on it, but pretty I much um, you have to redefine your definition of finished. And if you have a proper definition of what finished means for this game, then yes, it's going to be finished. Um, is it going to be what everybody wants it to be? 100% no. It, it is not possible for them to give everybody what they want. And I'm not even sure if they can make the argument that they need to get it to 0.62 level feature-wise. Um, and if that's everybody's watermark, which honestly for me it kind of is too, we might not necessarily be as happy as we could be, but we're going to get a much better experience with this finished product than we ever had with 0.62. What do the rest of you think? I think it'll be finished for some people, but as they say in the tweets, and, and Wolfgeist has said, obviously, what is what people... <laughs> oh, sorry. What people will define as finished will be will be different for each person. So, like, some people will be happy with the game as it is now. Maybe not many. Some people will want parity with 0.62, which I agree with Fishy. I think is probably the watermark that I would have. But I think a lot of people, on top of that, may well want parity with the, the Armour 2 mod, which is never going to happen. So I think for some people, they'll be happy and we'll see Desi as, as a finished product. But the vast majority of other people will probably be somewhere in the middle where I think we'll move towards feature parity with 0.62. I don't think we'll we'll touch on that totally. So I think some people will be happy, but I think a lot of people won't consider the game finished in, in their opinion. But What about you, James? I mean, in this day and age, I mean, when is a computer game ever finished? 
exactly. <laughs> you know, even Call of Duties are updating, you know. Um, there was a day, there was a time when they'd release something and it, that would be it, wouldn't it? But now people almost expect games to continue to be updated, to continue to be DLC'd. Um, for me personally, uh, just a bit more work into the whole survival aspect of it will be perhaps the medical side of it. Uh, broken legs, you know, a bit more injuries, injury prone. So it's actually when you get shot, it's it's, it's not just a kind of bandaging. You know, that would be perfect for me. Um, you know, I love the game as it is. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, but any any changes are all welcome on my part, um, and I embrace them. I don't ever. I, I've never critical of never been critical of BI um, because I just they're doing a great job and. Um, Personally, I think they're doing they're doing a really good job. So anything they bring to the table for me, as long as it's not um, a setback, which obviously some of their updates are, um, I, I I embrace it and get on with it. Super Freaky's bringing up something in chat that I will honestly admit that I don't have much experience with because I pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of the time I play on community servers and community servers that are run by very good teams of admins the sort who are sharing bands and all the rest of it. He's saying that on official servers, hackers are out of control. Have any of you guys ever played on official servers lately? Nope. Nope. No, For that I've reason. not played official servers. Yeah, I've not played official servers in... I don't think I've... I haven't played official servers since Livonia came out when I played on the experimental. And then as soon as Livonia came out the modded community server that i was playing on they opened up a livonia version and then i ended up playing on that so again it was a you know it was a community one with a, a good admin team of awesome people who i'd been made friends with over the course of some time and didn't have to worry so but i think i, I think like you say like freaky says it's it's getting to be a bit of an issue on official servers now it seems like every day i go on to reddit and the daisy reddit's got uh, you know loads of different posts about hackers doing this that and the other and people have got clips of it or have streamed it on twitch and it's just it's starting to starting to get out of control again now that's what he's saying i haven't seen a hacker since i started on pc this last month has been out of control so that's something they obviously need to work on but i did see um uh, a comment from someone saying that um that they have been working with battle eye on it so um Battle Eye. Uh, I, I, I always hear a lot of people talk bad about Battle Eye, but I don't know enough about it. Do any of you guys? No. No. I think the free, I think the free weekend will have also increased hacker activity, won't it? If people presumably could download the game freely on alternate accounts, it's an IP band. I'm, I'm sure that that probably in the very. I know that was only over a weekend, but I think that probably massively increased hacker activity over that weekend at least but it's definitely been a been a you just see on youtube as well like the amount of videos of hackers seems to be increased i saw trmz killer speed hacker on one of his streams and i think that was on on a private server so they were they were banned but i think there's still hacker activity more and more even on community servers i know they all share ban lists as you say but i think they're still fighting against a, a tide at the minute yeah, I think there's always going to be one or two that are going to slip through the cracks on the community servers. But I'd be interested to know whether there's any possibility for Bohemia to do what uh, Activision has done with Call of Duty at the moment 
and and has had a lot of uh, updates for security against hackers because obviously Call of Duty Warzone being so incredibly popular and being free, you don't even have, if I'm not mistaken, and if I if I am, feel free to correct me, but I don't think you even have to have the call the main Call of Duty no, I game. I think you can I. just get. I think you can just get Warzone right. as a standalone on its own. So they've right. had a massive hacker problem on there at the moment, but they've they've recently changed it to where you need uh, you need two factor authentication. If you get banned, it's banning your IP. You're getting hardware banned. So people are are thinking, oh, it's fine. I can just go and you know get a brand new account, new email address, download it again. You know, but then they're finding that their motherboard id is banned and so they're switching out motherboards and hard drives and you know basically building whole brand new computers and it's making absolutely no difference so i'll be very interested to see if it's possible for bohemia to in implement something along those lines you know to their capabilities obviously being a much smaller company than you know than activision to to really curb the the hacker situation i think if they're working really closely with battle eye at the moment and I think we should see something, something relatively better than what they've got now coming in the near future. No, numpty. Well, would you consider this a comp competitive shooter? Because I can see where a game like Call of Duty Warzone, they've got more of an incentive to 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 get rid of the hackers because the whole point of that game yeah. is you winning and leaderboards and all that fun yeah. stuff, right? So, Whereas yeah, I think it's the point of the hackers. It's not, yeah, it's not to be dicks. Yeah, it's not quite on that same level. So I, I I agree with what you're saying there, Fishy. I think it's I don't think we're gonna see anything on the level of what Activision have done for Warzone, but it would be nice to see Bohemia take that little step forward and do something to you know, in order to play, you need to have, you know, some sort of two factor authentication or something like that, just to just as a, a stopgap until they can figure out something a bit more permanent. I think even though Daisy is not a competitive shooter though. It's something that people are able to get so invested in, and obviously, it's kind of the experience of playing Daisy is so different to other games in the sense that you're effectively each life is a whole new story and adventure that you're creating. So I suppose if if that's taken away from you by a guy speed hacking and shooting you, I can see why it's important to the Daisy journey that hackers are hackers are stopped really. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I I played the Battlefield series competitively for more than a decade, um, and I never was invested as much as I am when I play Daisy. It's a totally different style of game. So for you to get killed by a glitcher or a hacker, it's extremely salty compared to getting killed by somebody hacking in one of those games. Like, okay, whatever. That round is done. Fine. Start over. Well, maybe I had three weeks invested in that character. Who knows? Yeah. Yep, totally agree on that point. Um, and that's why I kind of lean towards the people who cheat in DayZ are generally, as a rule, they're, they're not nice people. They're not nice. They're doing it because they know they're fucking with someone. It can be absolutely heartbreaking, can it? <laughs> if you've, you've grinded, uh, you've got all that gear, you've got that AK, you've got that M4, and if, you know, I've never experienced hacking, but it's bad enough when you get shot. Um, but yeah, no, imagine just that just getting taken away from you after all that hard work. I, I'd certainly be pissed. I've, also, I've actually got a video for that. 
0.61. I want to say 0.61 on, um, I think it was Jcon's community server. And I got killed by a hacker who shot me through walls. And I happened to be uh, recording it, sent that clip off, got on his team speak, and that guy was banned almost instantly. But yeah, that was, you know, that was back when it was a real grind to even make it to the Northwest Airfield for me, let alone be fully kitted out and then to be headshotted through a wall, you know? Yeah. I don't get it. I, I don't get it in this game. Um, as, as Blueberry's saying, Daisy's a journey. Um, it becomes beyond a game. Sounds crazy. I've met lifelong friends through it. No other game like it. And these people just, they come in and you do, you invest so much. Like even when you get killed um, and it's a legit kill, it still can devastate you. Like the amount of times when I haven't been streaming and stuff like that, sometimes even when I have been streaming, it's just like, sorry, guys, sorry, I can't. I, I, I just can't go on. I've got to walk away. Uh, it devastates you like no other game can. Foxy, what's comment? You see that? i tell you what I want fixing. Gunplay needs to be a little bit more balanced 90% of the time. Yes. Yes. I, I say that all the time, Foxy. That pisses me off. Like, some of my best memories of the early days of when I was PvPing a lot was when you got unconned and you were laying there. And yes, it'd be frustrating when it was like 10, 20 minutes, but you were always hoping you were going to be able to get up again. And I know it was a bit buggy there for a while where, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes later, you just said, oh, fuck it, I'll just respawn. Um, but if they could get it to, you know, maybe the 10 minute or so mark, so you've still got to invest that time in hanging around and waiting, but that you don't bleed out so fast. Um, and there's a chance, like, I would even love it if, you know, if for maybe a minute after you you are dead, if you're running with a squad and one of them has a, um, what do they call them, the, uh, the EPIRBs? No, that's the um, uh, emergency Oops. beacon. What was that, sorry? The defibs? Or the the defibs, um, yeah. The defibs. The paddles. If they can uh, get to you in time, they can bring you back. Like, that that's just me personally. I think there should be a way to try to save, you know, maybe exclude headshots, but if it's a bunch of shots to the bullet, uh, sorry, to the body, a chance that you could revive a teammate. At the moment, it's just you die so easy, and it really saddens me. I agree with what Fox is saying as well about zombies aggroing on you if you're uncon. I think that sap so many potentially great interactions because you haven't shot anybody yet you've gone uncon and zombies kill you i think that needs tweaking as well quite severely really also the i found recently i've been getting shot at and the zombies have been coming towards me instead of towards the gunshot you know i don't know what that's about when obviously the, they usually go towards sound they're nowhere near me they're you know they're on the other side you know across the courtyard but because I've been shot at, they seem to be coming towards me, which I, I, I don't know if that's something to do with the throwing mechanic. You know, when you throw something, they go towards the item that's being thrown, and it, that's, you know, that's interrupting with the bullets. I don't, I'm not sure, but um, I'm, I've been finding that quite a lot recently as well. They've got some major yeah. audio issues with the game. Um, like, oh, again, watching um, Blueberry's uh, vid, uh, and his partner shot a silenced weapon, um, and it just, every fucking zombie aggroed. About the, the only two silence weapons that work properly are the VSS and the Amphibia. Everything else, you may as well just drop a fucking grenade. It's that loud, and it just aggroes everything. Yeah, I think the zombies 
of the the way they aggro going back to that like you say with the shots and then not running to the shots i've noticed on on the server i help admin with i aggroed a zombie the other day on purpose to see what they would do and what i did is i, I aggroed the zombie it ran up to me i let it hit me once and then i teleported myself about probably 20 30 meters away into a building just to see what the zombie would do and it's almost like it had a homing beacon and just knew exactly where i went because i went it wasn't i didn't even go in the direction the zombie was facing so that zombie had to literally turn about a 90 degree angle and then run towards the building that i had gone in so it was really weird how it, it was almost like the the zombies had some sort of like gps on my ass that they decided they really needed to go towards and just somehow even though i teleported they didn't have a line of sight they didn't have the sound of me running they just still somehow just magically knew where i was going so i wonder if there's some sort of um like some way that the zombies are coded to automatically know how to aggro and where to run oh i totally agree with that I, the amount of times i've had I, i've used zombies to my advantage so i thought well, you know I, I, i'll get a load of zombies and i'll chase them up there and then i'll take them into take them into a house you know uh and they just stick on me yet there's four other blokes in the room you know, they, they, they've picked their target and that's obviously how their AI works. That it just goes onto the target and that's that. If you, if I locked myself in a room and then someone else moved, they might then go. But, um, I've seen people just stand there while I get beaten to death by zombies and they're, they're, they're a meter away. They definitely got some work to do. Definitely got some work to do. Um, the Bohemia account, um, tweeted as well, which, They've been a little bit more active lately as well. So I wonder whether they're starting to realise that they need to lift their game. Um, they've got a bit of a reputation, the company. You know, you hear a lot of people when they talk about DayZ, they say, yeah, a lot of the bad things happened because I reckon it was the higher-ups than that. But um, they released a May update um, where they talked about um, all of their games across the uh, board. Um Daisy got a mention again. They're hiring as well, so if anyone is in the industry, um, consider working for them and helping our favourite game. Visit careers.bohemia.net for more information. Uh, but they do an interview with uh, Bohemia's in-house lawyer. I cannot pronounce that, Lemberger. Um, but let's get to the Daisy section. The DAISY team is making good progress with update 1.08. We'll share more details soon, but you can expect a number of new features and assets as well as many bug fixes and balancing twe uh, tweaks. It'll be worth the wait. In May, we've had a large influx of new DAISY survivors. This was the direct result of various sales across all platforms, but one of the biggest drivers was DAISY joining Xbox Game Pass on console. Additionally, we held a free weekend on Steam between May 21st to 25th, on which well over 300,000 people participated. Welcome to Chernerus and Livonia, everyone. And talking about the postcards competition they did, which Joldino won. Most people will probably have heard of Joldino. Um, and asking people to follow the Twitter and putting their top tweet out there, which was, we would like to welcome all the new players at DayZ. We would also like to give them help as much as we can. What advice or useful tip would you give to the newcomers? Guys, what advice or tip would you give to a newcomer to DayZ? If you're playing on officials, get a bloody microphone because otherwise someone will shoot you in the face. 
It won't be me. I'm not that much of an arsehole on a daily basis, but someone will definitely enforce the no mic, no life rule. Yeah. Personally, I'd say get a knife. Um, first thing I always do in every every uh, daisy uh, server I start is aim to get a knife or a sharp object so that you can cook, you can uh, you can cut rags, you, you can fight with it. It's it's your go to really. I like Google always trying and... in chat. Be patient. Bingo. Spot on. I would say always sort of a, an extension to what Brim said was always try and talk. I, I, I always try and talk even now, even if I've been shot at, I try and talk it out with them. And I think it's some of the most interesting interactions I've had have, have been when I've chosen to talk first rather than shoot. I think that's the beautiful thing about this game, isn't it? It's that, that interactions rather than, rather than that whole just running straight into PvP. I mean, it's obviously the PvP side of things can be can be fun and exciting, but I think the best part of the game is that that having interactions and that having a chat, making friends, you know, tr you know, trading. Oh, I'll give you a can of beans if you know you'll give me a couple of bullets for my gun or something like that, and just just having that that experience rather than just shoot, respawn, and start all over again. Take a chance. That that'd be my advice. Take a chance. Like I, like I say all the time, if you want PvP, load up PUBG, load up Warzone, load up you know Battlefield, load up fucking whatever. But Daisy is more than just a PvP. Take a chance. Whether it be you know trying to do an insane play, you know something like Tope does where he hides in a pile of trash and jumps out and scares people and kills them, and um, or um, Take a chance with talking to someone. Um, you just like like Gab was talking about earlier, and you know, I'm, I'm certain it's the same with all of you guys. The people you meet through this game. Yeah, you know, I've met so many people in game who are still friends with me to this day. So take a chance, and I know we, as we were saying before, it's hard when you lose everything. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just gear, and even on a hardcore server you'll get back there. And for me, I enjoy looting as much as I enjoy interacting. Oh, yeah. Oh, piece of candy. Yeah. And oh, I think like you say, making, making those friends is just, you know, is incredible. I mean, I, one of, one of the servers I used to play on before it unfortunately got shut down. One of the admins for that server recently jumped into my Twitch chat, stopped and had a chat with me, subscribed to me and gifted a sub. I hadn't spoken to the guy in, months i hadn't spoke to him at all this year in 2020 i hadn't spoke to him since probably middle of last year and he jumped he jumped into my twitch chat we had a good old chat had a catch-up about the old times on the server that we used to run on and he, he subbed to me and gifted a sub uh you know so this is this is people that you know you you can make friends for life through this game and i think it's a you know you're not going to get that in PUBG as much or in call of duty it's, it's much less likely i think in those games Totally agree. I mean, uh, even on the Xbox community, which I was part of, I made so many friends. I mean, uh, well, yeah, we, we, over the lockdown, we've actually all got on the video chats. We've been on Zoom together. You know, I've, I've introduced my kids to them. We got some that are in England, some that are in Scotland, some that are in Indiana, you know, some in America, some that are in Austria. And we all, we all meet up, go on Zoom, have a little chat, you know, and these are people that I've played a computer game with you know it's it's crazy and it's it's a really weird aspect but it's what this game's all about yeah and it does cross into real life doesn't it like 
I know Jin's just said about the Xbox server that he was on. I met somebody in that server. Well, I think, as you said earlier on, he was the creator, Arena, and he lives like three miles from, from where I live. So it was, it's always strange to meet people that you, that you live so close to as well. I think there's that always that crossover between real life and the game as well sometimes, which is, you know, really good. Yeah, it's going to be interesting once this whole coronavirus and lockdown thing sort of finishes. And if we can start getting back to some sense of normality and have things like um, like conventions open up again. Like over here, we've got one called EGX. And I know Hellfire went to that a couple of years back and he met a bunch of people that, that me and him consider close friends that have now, you know, sent sent us Christmas cards and bought his kids gifts and things like that, you know, like birthday presents and things like that. And he's actually been able to go and meet these people at conventions and made genuine connections and friends with these people that live some of them live you know across across the pond in america and and things like that so it's really something when you can you know when you can meet someone online and the next thing you know they become really good friends i've actually reached out to the uh daisy dev team a few months back i'm going to try it again with um jacob but if people were paying attention to um the uh, comments as I've been scrolling uh, through the Discord to find the next topic in that. Um, I have reached out to him about being a guest on the um, podcast. But one thing I want to ask him, and I would love to know what you guys think of it, but could you imagine if they held a Daisy Con? Ooh. Ooh. They'd probably do it in the Czech Republic, though. <laughs> Wouldn't care. <laughs> Wouldn't care, flight. man. Not I know. Playing. I know how long uh, it'll probably be a while now because of this uh, COVID crap and you know borders being closed and all the rest of it. But once the world gets back to a sense of normality, if they announce the day Zcon, mate, I would be darling. I'm sorry, but I need about five thousand um, dollars. I need to book a plane and I need to book a hotel, or I need to hit up fucking Toprek and see if I can say stay at his house. <laughs> Body's going to start up an OnlyFans to pay for a, for a trip to <laughs> Daisy. I would be there with fucking bells on, man. I would just, oh, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be my ultimate nerdgasm. I've been to PAX Australia a couple of times and had had fun there, but fuck me, man. If they held a Daisy con, oh my fucking god. Wait, gents, sorry to be a pain. I've got split, but. Uh... Enjoy the rest of the stream, guys, all right? No worries, Ginsler. Thank you so much for coming Cheers. in, mate. All the best. No um, post your um, channel. Oh, yeah. Pardon me. I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Post your channel in the chat if you can um, so people can check you out. Um, but, yeah, definitely uh, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. No problem. Thanks for having me. All the best. But, yeah, Daisy Con, man. Oh, my fucking God. That would blow my mind. Well, I'd almost feel like they would have to do it in the Czech Republic or at one of the locations, you know, like rent out the big red burn and have oh. 3,000 people show up. Oh, just imagine that. That'd be fucking insane. Farmer who owns that land wouldn't know what to fucking think. All these nerdy fucking neckbeard fucking gamers. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the time they got fucking um, killed in camp in the top of the red barn overlooking starry tents and yeah. <laughs>
That would be hilarious. That would be fucking. You're definitely hilarious. not perpetuating any stereotypes, there, are you, Boydie? Oh hell no, hell no. <laughs> um, it kind of goes back to the um, point before, but um, I wanted to put the little spotlight on Ariana again. I loved her tweet that she did um, talking about um, my post where she said, I'm sad to see barely anyone has faith in the dev team. I know it's been a long, long road. Uh, new people are in. Most of the originals are gone now, but it's still fighting through development. They will finish it. They got this. I just, I really liked her comment. It was positive. Uh, it acknowledged the fact that there had been issues in the past, but I, I totally agree with her. You know, Sumrak, I've got a lot of faith in Sumrak. Just knowing how passionate the guy is, he made a whole fucking Daisy map for Christ's sakes. If it was going to be in anybody's hands, um, I think we should all feel comfortable it's in his. Uh, it wasn't necessarily yeah. in the right hands, the whole development track, but this is the right guy. Yeah. I'm very excited to see what he comes up with. And again, go back and watch um, uh, Exclusion's video. Um, he find that he, he's got some really, really good little snippets of information in there. Link will be in the description of the video, so you can go and watch it and see what he's managed to divulge from um, having a look at it. Um, like I'm rarely an optimist, but I think they'll knock it out of the park with the 108. I yeah. think they'll. I think I really do believe it'll be a big, a big step forward, actually. And I, I rarely feel I, that way, but I'm optimistic. Yeah. I mean, I've been quite surprised with the last few updates. I think we all kind of have that that sort of don't want to get disappointed feeling every time you, you know, don't get your hopes up feeling every time they put out an update. But I think the last few updates they've put out with the content they've put out and the, and the features, they've actually, they really have done really well with the last sort of two or three updates in comparison to to the many before. So I agree with Mike there. I think 1.08 is going to be another another really good one i'm really looking forward to see what they can what they can like you say with this new in uh, new location as well really interested to see what they come up with marks has got a good point there you see i think a lot of people are used to getting a full game on release like call of duty they release a full game every year and most people get annoyed when they buy the game and nothing much has been added but if you take a closer look they have added stuff to the game they have they've added a lot to it they're doing something new we talk about this nearly every week but they yeah. built a new engine. It, I, people like to make those comparisons, right? Oh, well, GTA took this many years, but there's there's so many differences. These guys started and supported at least three different build tracks of this game and kept them going for, for, for years. They rebuilt their engine under the hood, not just for this game. You know, that's, that's a Bohemia engine. It, there's a lot of work that doesn't necessarily reflect into the stuff we see as the gamers. We're finally at the point where that's coming now. It seems to be late because they told us and promised us in those SRs that they would get to a point once they got this engine done and this a few other things that the features and updates that would be hitting the game would accelerate. We're finally in that track. The engine is coming together. There's still problems, but most of the work they've done is under the hood that we don't even get to see. Now, the modders get to see it. <laughs> the guys running servers see it. Us players, we don't really notice it. We complain when it's not there. Yep. Well, the one who just chatted, yep, in chat, he's a modder. Um, and he's agreeing with you. And it, you're pretty much mirroring what the um, expansion mod team said to me as well. Like I had um, someone comment on a post I made somewhere 
um, that the game's dead, modders are the only thing keeping it alive. Um, and I replied to him, and it was of someone who's a good friend of mine, and I said, a lot of people think this, but you speak to the modders, and the, the ones who I speak to all tell me what they do is impossible without the base engine underneath. And I know it's annoying that we don't have the Steyr back, that we don't have the Sporter back, that we don't have the Revolver back, but the more important thing for them to be doing is creating a stable version of the game. And they, I, I get the argument that, you know, there's so many things that the modders have brought in that, you know, Daisy should have done itself. Yes, yes, there is. But like you just said in words that I could barely understand because I'm a dumb fuck, um, but their most important thing is having a stable game and Bohemia are known for supporting games where the modders take it to the next level. Armour is the classic example of that. Uh, Operation Flashpoint, I believe, even had it. Um, but <clears throat> that's the most important thing for them. They can roll out... They could probably, if they wanted to, roll out gun after gun and so much um, stuff, but if the base engine isn't working, then it'll be just as bad as we all had a couple of years back, three years back, four years back, when the game, we still played it, but oh my fucking God, it could be annoying. Right, and you know, adding in, I'm not, don't, modders, please don't take this the wrong way, but adding in vehicle models from Arma and some additional weapons where, you know, you can't necessarily do the, the animations properly. That, there is a place for that. We appreciate that. It's not the same. So the people that are demanding, like, obviously this is a uh, comment in jest, but, you know, demanding I want pink camo right now, that brings absolutely nothing to the core game when mm -hmm. the work under the hood behind the scenes does. And it will facilitate all of that stuff later. And like like Boydy said, honestly, you have to look at Daisy as more of a, the engine that they built for this isn't really for Daisy. It's for the, the modding community for the, the next generation of games they're going to be putting out. This is the foundation level for all of that. And they have made it so moddable and modular that a lot of people feel comfortable learning how to do it that probably would have never looked at modding another game. Now, I don't mod this game. I have no idea what goes what goes under the hood. But I, I know how this works, and I know what they've done is fantastic. Look at, look at the mods we have now. Look at Medical Assistant. A modder built that mod. The, the advanced medical systems, exactly what a lot of people wanted in the game. Hardcore survival, med medicine matters, the type of wounds matter. Yeah. And they saw that and said, well, you know, we've already been working on that, but we'll go ahead and bring in some more stuff because we see you want it already. That actually is a core part of the game. Whereas, you know, another gun, I would love to have the revolver back in. Is it going to change how I play? No, nope. not going to change any of the game. Unless, you know, maybe we can do Russian. I yeah. do kind of miss that. Yes. And this time, I hope they get it right so that it's not on just the same repeating values again where you could cheat the system. Shh, don't tell people that. <laughs> um, Fishy, whereabouts are you based in the world? I'm on the east coast of Canada. Okay, so this next one was a tweet um, in a discussion I was having. Um, uh, Daisy is dead, there is nothing to finish, and someone replied... Daisy is basically dead in the US in the mornings for me. When it's prime time in the UK and stuff, there will be around fourteen to 16,000 players on. Once it is prime time, late afternoon evenings in the US, there are only around three to 4,000. Would you agree with that? 
Well, I would need to know, is he looking at the console numbers? He's looking at PC numbers um, and the time zone he's in. I would, to an extent, agree. Um, some of the servers I want to play on when I get to play are going to be low pop or full. Um, if I'm trying to play in the evening when I've got more time, they're, they're, I'm not even going to get on some of these servers. Other days, I would go and there's two, three people. And, you know, Daisy for me requires a full server or at least half. Um, so I would agree that depending on what time you're looking, it's kind of a dead zone. And this game is way more popular in the European area than it is in North America. Uh, I have to give credit to the Xbox and the Game Pass for making people interested. I think it's going to directly impact the amount of players on this side of the world. But definitely we, we're lacking in North America compared to the European. Just look at the servers and where they're hosted from. But I think that tells it. Okay. Um, I'll just quickly show this because we were talking about it before. Uh, Foxy posted um, a one of Asmondian's uh, images talking about um, the uniforms uh, and what is actually waterproof and what isn't and what's water resistant and what's cold protective. And yeah, the firefighter, um, the NBC outfit, which has got fuck all inventory space, um, dry bags, combat backpack, uh, waterproof 100%. And a bunch of masks and helmets there um, and the wellies. But that's what a lot of people forget. The hat you're wearing and the shoes you're wearing um, do impact you. Yeah. I think it, I think that firefighter outfit as well, it comes in two different colours, doesn't it? It comes in that sort of lighter yellowish mustard yep. colour. But it also comes in the black one with the with those yellow accents on it. But it's just uh, so, so I think generally it, it, it kind of looks, yeah, it's such a heavy thing. Which if you're if you're playing on the official servers and you're not, you know, or you're not playing on a a community modded server that's got unlimited stamina, it is a bit of a, a bit of a ball ache. But I think when you when it comes to like Livonia, I think an outfit like that is is almost a hundred percent necessary because it's just sometimes the downpours can just be so horrendous. And I think it's just, it's just such a, I think it's personally for me, it's, you know, everyone's tastes might be different, but I think it just genuinely looks like a pretty cool outfit anyway. And it's nice to see that, you know, there is another outfit like that, that, will, that is not only functional, but looks decent. That's not just, you know, everyone decked out in full TTSKO military gear. Yeah. You like, get an option, right? And the, the fire for, firefighter outfit is pretty much the biggest inventory you're going to find starting off until you get inland right yeah um, yeah it, it's nice to have the choice do i want to run around with very little stamina but i'm waterproof i'm not going to die from the flu or do i want to run and get the lighter clothes have a lot of stamina but if i am out in the rain for 10 minutes i'm going to die I yeah I think, again i think that's on, part um, of the beauty of the balance i used to run around on daisy underground uh wearing the fireman's outfit back in the day and when people would ask me, oh, are you a fireman? I'd go, no, I'm a stripper. <laughs> I was, was getting ready to try and make some sort of uh, joke about you being a kissogram or something then, but you beat me to it yourself. <laughs> but it was fun. And, yeah, that's, that's as much as um, it's easy for them to do, it's not really modding. They're just reskinning. But I do love these people like Uncoopa, Windstride and that, who are doing all these mods and giving us more different outfits to wear because it just allows you to do so much more. Yeah, It pretty much used to be 
that and um, yeah, as you said, you get the fireman's outfit because it had the most um, infantry space, and then you get to the military and you'd grab the military gear because it had the most infantry space. Whereas now, thanks to a lot of these mods, there's civilian-looking clothing, um, so you don't have to look like Johnny Rambo. Uh, that still allows you very high infantry space, um, so you're not having to basically have, look like a threat to everyone by running around dressed like Johnny Rambo. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it, how the outfits kind of change your perception of when you see another player. Yeah. Like if I was to run, you know, if I was to run through any town in, you know, up north somewhere, for example, like let's say, for example, Vavlovo, if I was just running there and then I saw someone who had like an M4 on their back and they were decked out in Gorka military gear or TTSKO gear or whatever else, I would be far more hesitant to approach them than if I saw someone in a firefighter's outfit. Even if they had the same weapons you know, and, and even had the gun in their hand, I think I would still be very hesitant to, uh, you know, you know, to, to speak to anyone if they were dressed in full military gear. Whereas any any other outfit, I'd almost be like, yeah, why, why not? Fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? It's kind of like the skins from the mod. Uh, some servers used to run the bandit and hero skins, you know? So if you were killing other players all the time, eventually you're going to spawn and you can't change it. You're going to spawn in a bandit outfit and people are going to know you're a bad guy. On the flip side, if you don't kill a lot of people, you kill a lot of zombies, you end up spawning in with the hero outfit, you know, the, the blue checkered shirt and stuff. Um, and you could literally dictate how you're going to interact with these people from a thousand meters away just by what they're wearing. Yeah, there's a there's a really good mod called Skin Infected as well, which can be quite um, interesting because if you kill a zombie, you can skin it, you'll get, its, you'll get uh, infected meat. But you can also get infected skin, which you can then craft into um, into clothing items. You can get like a hat, a uh, an infected skin face mask thing, uh, jacket, trousers or pants, um, you know, and, and you look then like some sort of weird cannibal king. And it's it's definitely adds something to have a different outfit like that, that, like you say, you know, changes the dynamic a bit. They called me crazy. I, I was... Before before any of the real modding hit, and I've been begging for that feature. Why can't I kill a player and skin them and wear them as a skin suit? <laughs> it's sick and weird, but think about it. It does add another level to the game. Yep. I can wear your face. I'm going to wear your face, and I'm going to run to the beach, and I'm going to find you after your respawn, and I'm going to wear your face. I would love I think for them to add, um, and I know this would be a long way down the track, but add more customization of your character. Not just picking from, you know, what is it, about 20 different character models, but being able to customize your character like you can do in a lot of other games. That would be very fucking good for me. Yeah, and I think I think that skin infected thing as well, like you say, if that was a genuine feature like Fishy just said, you know, being able to kill a survivor wear their face and go and hunt them down the coast. I think that'll be perfect for someone like Uncle Ray Ray to take yes. that to a whole new level that we I don't think anybody's even remotely ready for. Even Danny Boy. Oh. Yeah. The content that would come out both on Twitch and on YouTube of that one if that feature was to ever get implemented would just be completely manic in the best possible way yeah right if you if you want to if you want to view this game as a pvp game fine but you should conform into the survival aspect of that game be a bandit and there should be a reason for you to do it like 
collecting people's faces or ears or fingers who knows but that does add something to the game for a lot of people and when those people feel like doing interesting role play type stuff it benefits everybody that interacts with them okay we've got a modder in chat the one there's a mod for you mate an ear necklace work out a way that you can cut the ears off of a body so instead of skin when you skin it Instead of getting all these chunks of meat, or maybe as well as getting these chunks of meat, you get an ear and you create a necklace that you can thread that ear onto. So for the bandits out there, they can carry a necklace of ears. I fucking love that idea. I really do. I wouldn't do it, but hats off to anyone who's willing to do uh, to wear that necklace because everyone's just going to look at you and go, you're a fucking psychopath. I'm going to kill you. Well, maybe you can have it so that, like you say, you skin a body, you get an ear, um, as well as all the other various meat and what have you. But then you need to combine it, perhaps, with a, a piece of rope or something like that in order to make the necklace. You just said, how about his balls to craft a coin wallet? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, that's just sick. I'm There's on board. There's a line and you Why just not? crossed it. <laughs> um... Guys, has anyone got anything else um, to talk about with the future of DayZ? Um, I think it's a topic that we can talk more about because it's such a a big fucking... So many people are complaining at the moment, but I I, I think what you said with... Um, uh, what's his face? Um, bloody uh, Wolf Guy's um, tweet. He nailed it. And the thing I liked the most about his tweet was his line that people who hold out for number three are naive and idealist and will likely never be happy with a game until they mature as gamers and begin to understand the reality of game development and early access. That was the part I liked the most. Perfect. Yeah, I think uh, Fishy brought up the good point earlier when we were talking about it as well with uh, well, obviously with the new engine. You know, it, this is where we're at now with the way the engine runs and everything. This is this is getting prepared for the future. You know, this is the ground level. I'm excited to see what comes in the next five, ten years, so to speak, because I think with the way that, like you say, at that base level, now you can, you know, almost anyone can mod this game and make the changes they want. Um, you know, it's it's almost like the sky's the limit. And I think I think there's gonna be, regardless of what comes in 1.08, I think even on from there, it's going to be really interesting. I know the expansion guys are getting some really good, uh, good headway with what they're doing, and I know they've said that they're. I think they said when I think it was it Thurston we had on uh, as yeah. well, saying that he was saying that they're you know they've already they've already been told by um, Bohemian by the devs that you know we've got a good bit more support for you coming in 1.08 and it's going to be a step in the right direction so it, it, i think it can as long as the support continues both on you know from a from a community standpoint from guys like us um you know playing the game talking about the game but also from bohemia's side i yeah. think i think the sky's the limit and it can only be up from here right i've got one more comment to make on this subject yes and i, lo- I want to lob this hand grenade into the room before i leave but I don't, <laughs> I don't think Daisy needs helicopters to be complete. I don't. Me neither. Yeah, I think I agree. I, I, I think they don't need it, but they are a nice feature. They are fun Definitely. to have, but they're not necessary. There'll be servers for them, and there'll be servers that won't need them. Like Daisy Down Under, I don't know whether it would need choppers. 
Uh, it might be good for maybe the UN to have. Yeah, they can go. But then if, yeah. you, if you allow one group to have it, you've got to allow everyone to have it. But, um, yeah, Super Freaky uh, said something there that I remember them talking about back in the day, um, horses. Yeah, oh, I think... No, I can't. Well, I don't know. I did see something on Reddit the other day of um, actually about someone riding horses in Daisy. Someone I don't I know whether it was a... Yeah, I've seen video I saw something of it. about it on Reddit Septic the other day, Falcon but I forgot to... Yeah, I think when it comes to things like the uh, the expansion mod as well, being that they've got helicopters and the way their helicopters work are really good, I think a mod like that, I think they're going to have a lot of features that you can turn on and off on your server depending on what you want. So, for example, if you, you want to put the expansion mod on your server because it makes everything look better and it's got three features you want but ten features you don't, I think you can still just turn those three features on and keep the other ones you don't want off. So you can really customize your you know your server to the way you want, want it to run with that mod, which I think is is definitely the best way to go. Sergeant Seds has just said, do you think they'll add boats in vanilla? It would be nice. I, 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 I don't... I, yeah, I doubt it too. I don't I don't know if I'd want like the speedboat style things. Oh, I think it would be really funny to see the uh, like little rowboats and you, your character literally goes through an animation of rowing with oars on either side. I think I'd like to see boats if there was more varied islands like yes. they teased years and years and years ago hadn't they and if, if there was that moderation to the map then i think birds would be really cool but at present i don't think it's an essential feature yeah like super freaky just said oh there, there's enough water on um Cherneris, but there's not enough reason to get a boat get a boat working um where are you going to store it how are you going to get it to the water um if there's a lot more that needs to be fleshed out. And I, I do agree that there needs to be more islands um, with good loot, <clears throat> you know, far enough out that you'll die of hypothermia if you try to swim there. Um, so they're only accessible by a boat or a chopper um, to make people want to go out there, you know, to more diversity, more... Uh, one of the things I've said many a time is there needs to be more attractions, and that's why I'm interested in this um, cold location they're coming up with, but there needs to be reasons for people to travel the map. Um, and it's one of the things I liked about, you know, some of the patches in the past where... Remember when Beloda, you could always go to Beloda and come out of there with firearms. Beloda Town, that was. Um, Scalisti Island. You go to Scalisti Island, you'll come out of there with a sniper or a Mosin at the bare minimum. Um... Yeah, there were certain locations you went to because you knew you would find something there. And I actually like that as a mechanic because it makes you travel the map to get the things you need to be able to survive. Well, that's core loop. That's the core loop of the game. If you take everything away from this game, the core loop is you have a, a need to move around the map to find yeah. stuff. And the fact that you can't go any one spot and get everything you need to survive is the whole reason the rest of the map even works and that you can have weird encounters and crazy events that happen in the game without that need. And that's why I don't necessarily want to play on servers with traders or economies or any of that stuff because it cuts a lot of that out to an extent. Yes. Because why would you go around to the 
bumblefuck nowheres to loot a village when all the high tier loot that you get money for is up in the base. So you're just going to go back and forth from the base. It's going to be exactly what it was like all the way back in the Jensen Novos day when people would sit in Novo Square and wait for people to come back from the military bases on supply runs and then everybody would just trade. And there was hardly anything going on. There was 40 people on the server and they're all crammed into that one square trading. <laughs> and it was just, and you you could just sit in the woods and wait and it, maybe an hour before somebody would run by, but you would definitely be able to tail somebody and, and take them out as soon as they left the safe zone and got into a military base. I'm not saying I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I am excited um, for these uh, dynamic economy um, traders um, to see how some servers roll them out, where the trader only has the items that have been traded to it. Um, that is something I am very open to seeing uh, because, like, Daisy Down Under, for example, uh, I quite often play in the morning and there's no traders on. So I can't actually, because of the time that I get to play, I can't actually do a trade with a player trader um, in the game. So having an AI trader that could, you know, they, they supply the AI trader um, with whatever they could loot, I think could add just something nice for uh, uh, ease of gameplay. But no, I'm not saying I want DayZ to be easy, but you know, you think about it, a trader logs off in his building. If someone knocked on the door, he'd wake up and you'd go down and service them. So I'm kind of curious to see how that all works out. Have you seen the footage of um, the one's um, trader mod fishy? Yeah, I saw a little bit. Um, I'm very interested to see. Uh, I think it'll be better implementation yeah. than... The way stuff is working right now um, for a lot of servers because oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like it does skew the loot economy considerably and the unlimited negates. supply of everything. Yeah. Well, there should only be so many things, and that was one of the great things about this game when I first started playing. You know, is am I going to find that that SVD? Am I even going to find one up there? I might spend three hours getting there. There yeah. might not even be one because there's only so many. Well, now pff, whatever, I can just run over here, trade them a whole bunch of shirts, <laughs> and I'll get an SVD. Do you think they would add wild dogs? They did talk about companion animals, but that's gone. I haven't heard them say anything about them ever coming back. No, I, I know that the expand. Yeah, I think I know the expansion guys have uh, have added in rabbits, um, but they're still working on them because it's one of the funniest things when you run through a field, see a cute little bunny rabbit, and it cockadoodle-doos uh, cock at you like a chicken <laughs> at the moment. So, you know, but it, but it's still, you know, it's a step in the right direction for animals. I think Wasn't we do need a little, for a little bit more. I think there was back in the day, yeah. yeah. I know that they're still in the code of the game. You can still see them if you if you're like an admin you have access to to the admin spawner you can still see sort of fox meat and pelts and stuff but i don't think you can actually do anything with them because they've been taken out by the developers but the, i think the back end code is still there for them yeah i just had that memory then foxes and i do remember the rabbits um bloody uh frankie's famous uh run rabbit run video where the hacker transported them all to an island and turned them into rabbits God, yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. I think I'm going to have to have a little Google of that one later. Oh, it's a it's a funny video. Watch it. It's a funny video. Some hackers do things um, to give people a laugh, and this was clearly a laugh. And then he turned them all into players, and um, they all had Uber guns that had just turned into a big death match on this island. It was it was quite a funny. Yeah, it was like okay, 
the hacker's kind of ruining it, but he, at least he's made something fun. There was all these rabbits just running around this island, and um, he found this weird song, Run, Rabbit, Run, Rabbit, Run, Run, Run. Yeah, it, it was quite funny. Now, speaking of which, that leads us into the final segment, which is, let me find it, Foxy Pote. Um, how did you word it again? Um, I've got an idea. Don't know if you guys want to add it. How about anyone on the podcast picks one piece of community content to talk about? Kind of like the community spotlight, a video, mod, even a picture from Asmondian, even a server you guys played. Would be interesting getting everyone's opinion on certain things. I'm going to start everyone off. The man has been in the chat. Um, Blueberry coming back to Daisy. Um, for those who don't remember him, I know I talked about him earlier, but Blueberry was more well-known as an offsider of Mr. Blackout back in the day. He featured in many of Blackout's videos along with Gavin Mike, his two um, ever-loyal companions, and it has been absolutely amazing to see one of the guys who I idolised. He's only got about 5,000 subs on YouTube. He deserves a lot more. He also streams, but his videos, I've been absolutely loving them, and it kind of tied in with what you were talking about earlier, Fishy, I think it was, with the, the bandit skins and that. The server he's been playing on is Daisy Mod Inception, um, and they've actually tried bringing back the uh, bandit skins in that. You can find the, um, or they're trying to bring back the old mod feeling of Daisy, where you find the outfits in paper bags that you cut open with a knife and it spawns the gear. Um, and they've got bandit gear, firefighter gear, um, the bandages are in little green pouches, the drinks are the old drink skins. Um, the player, when you run, makes that old clunking, clucking noise um, that was so synonymous with Daisy. Um, just they're really trying to bring back that old mod feel. Um, so it's great watching um, videos from a guy who I used to watch back in those days um, playing on a server. Definitely worth checking out his series. He's been pumping out the videos lately. So he's my community spotlight of the week. Who wants to go next? I've got a really oh. boring one. I'll go first then. Yeah, no, go on, Mike. After you, mate. <laughs> I've got a really boring one, actually. Um, it was... I just want to kind of just say how cool the, the ongoing True Colours events are. I know that yes. everyone's probably aware of that. Yeah, I was um, in the one last week, and it was um, a really fun, well-put-together event by HB and people that that help him with that it, it was incredible as always and it was you know really good fun so i think it's worth pointing out even though everyone's probably aware of it but it's something that's continuing continues to be a really positive kind of bookmark in the in a daisy community whenever it happens happy bombs is an amazing guy he is um one of the nice guys of the daisy community guy. as well he is um, um one I can't thank him enough. He did a very, very nice thing for me, um, editing a photo of my bird, Seppi. But he's just, he does something for love of the game. And his True Colours events are amazing. Yeah, I think guys like him and um, and a lot of others are, are really, you know, they're, they're, they're few and far between. Good Good guys like him that are just doing it for the love of, you know, the love of the community, guys like him, Spaggy putting on the events and the hosting various servers. Run you know, I think they, they don't get enough. Yeah, I think they don't, they don't get enough 
um you know enough enough sort of love uh, and respect for for the work they're doing because they're you know they're doing this not as a as a job as a nine to five they're literally doing it free of charge you know just to you know just to make sure everyone's having a good time i think that's we need a bit more of that in in the world at the moment fishy well I okay. I'm gonna throw this out there. I saw an interesting conversation. That's a private conversation. Um, if anybody remembers the Jensenovo, yes. after that server community disbanded, um, the Roundtable Gaming community formed uh, yep. with a bunch of members that used to be there, and they put so much effort into trying to host servers people wanted to play on. Um, that it kind of broke my heart when they shut their servers down. But they've been also following the Daisy Expansion project. Um, and there was some conversation back and forth about they almost want to consider starting another server. After t doing some play tests on a server running expansion, um, one of the guys that used to spend hours modifying the mods and the server configs said he would almost consider hosting another server when that comes out. And I think if anybody understands what that would mean to have the core great members of the, the Jensenovos to actually host a community again, yeah, right? We, we should really start putting pressure on the Roundtable Gaming community to continue to be a Roundtable Gaming community and show them that there, there, there is a point in doing what they did. That's, that community stood out from every other community I've been part of. And it's never really been the same. And those guys love this game more than anybody. I just put yeah, the Twitter I, account I, in um, chat um, for people. Yeah, to I, I never got Twitter. Yeah, I think I think I agree. I I never got a chance to to play with those guys and play on their servers because they sort of fizzled out a little bit, so to speak, before I sort of entered the fray. Um, but I know Hellfire uh, used to hang out with them, used to play on their servers all the time, and made good friends with them. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone have a bad word to say about about those servers and about those guys. So. I agree. They absolutely deserve a little bit more, a uh, bit more attention. If, like, say, if they're looking at hosting servers again, that, that's that's only good news, really. And they could bring back the um, Jensen Novo idea because, yeah, from what I, um, um, someone has been in chat before who was one of the Jensen Novo admins, and he said how hard it was to enforce the rule of the safe zone of Novo. They could do it so easy now, uh, now with some of the mods that are out there. Um, so when they when they set, when the roundtable set up their servers, the the whole reason for that was the mods were available that they could actually do the safe zones with enforced scripts instead of you report it on Facebook and then whatever. So I used to be one of the guys in the Facebook group that I would make sure the admins were aware that you got killed in the safe zone. They would go do it. I was technically part of the Jensen Novo, but really it was at the very end when they it was like yeah. uh, maybe two months before they disbanded. Um, but if they could bring remnants back. Um, which was the, the the most hardcore server I ever played on up until um, uh, Doug's hardcore mo mod. They were the first ones to run the medical assistance mod. They tried to give the community so much. So we, yeah, it would be fantastic if they would bring the community back. Probably not Jensen Novo, probably not even Roundtable Gaming. They probably want to rebrand it at this point. But if those guys could get involved in this community again, because they still love this game. I know, I know they love it more than I love it. And this game is part of my life, really. I feel bad. You know, I used to play on their server when it was empty and they got it up to maybe mid pop a few times, but it's just one of those things. People say they want a survival game and you give them a hardcore server with survival. They don't want it. 
they want a trader. So you give them traders that are human. They don't want that. They want AI, tra AI traders. So you give them that. Well, now they want Batmobile and SUVs and <laughs> probably flying cars, right? So you can never make the community happy. So it would be nice to see some variety out there. Because right now, I personally, when I go to try to play, I, I'm having a hard time to find a server populated that has the bright mix of mods for me because I don't want most mods. And yeah. I will look at your list of mods and say, nope, sorry, nope, sorry. That's a very good point, mate. That is a very, very good point. It's hard to please, but thankfully there is such a variety of servers out there. Um, one question for everyone. Uh, Sidon Seds asked a question. Um, what do you think or hope will be in 1.08? For me, um, it's going back to uh, Exclusions video, but some of the more survival-oriented things that he hints in there, such as temperature, um, I get the feeling some of them may have already been implemented though, but changing temperatures, uh, colder in the mornings and warmer in the afternoons and um, the decreasing temperature of meat so you can't abuse the um, just cooking meat and keeping it on you. Um, I know that's going to be challenging for some of the hardcore servers, but embrace the challenge. That's what I'm personally hoping for. What about you guys? <laughs> Same, yeah. I want it to be hard. I want to struggle, but I yeah. also don't want it to be unfair and, and random. So some of the servers that try to go really hardcore, the balance is missing. So it's entirely dependent on where you spawn and when you spawn the first time, if you're going to survive or spend the next hour respawning and respawning and respawning. It there needs should to be, be more skill-based, not RNG. Exactly. Exactly. Like this nonsense about, you know, remember how you used to find rocks on the beach? And yep. if you were smart, you say, okay, well, the mechanic is broken. It's I'm looking at a pile of rocks, but I looked 20 times and I found none. So you would do the, the glitch. But now you've got to run up and down train tracks and run up and down roads. You might not even find rocks. And then you complain about it. You come into Kamenka, you find eight rocks on the train tracks. Yeah. Completely random. And if you're not there when you spawn, you're going to die. You're going to starve to death. We've been having that debate on the Daisy Down Under server because it's hardcore, um, and um, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's the limitations of the game as it is. But it's all about that dynamic spawn. Um, I, when I first jumped back onto Daisy Down Under after having it a break from it, I, there's a clip of me saying it's too hard, it's too fucking hard the way it is. And Spud, the um, owner of the server, reached out to me and he said, boy, you need to understand the dynamic spawn. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you're running just expecting there to be stones um, spawned by the game already. That's not how it works and we can't change it um, other than to give you stones um, when you spawn. But he said, get to a town, loop through the town and then check all the tracks and the train tracks around you and the rocks will be there. They, they turn up by you being in the area. It's the same with fruit. It's the same with mushrooms. So the longer you spend in an area, the more of those items spawn, which kind of sucks, but it's a limitation of the game as it is, the way I understand it. Right now, now imagine you spawn on that server the first time, and it's night, and it's pouring rain. Yeah. And you've got to deal with looking for rocks so you can cut something, so you can cut into food and eat. Let alone, you're, you're going to die. That That's a RNG, you're, you're fucked. That, I, I don't know whether there's much you can do about it. It's just kind of like, you've just got to suck it up and go, okay, I can't spawn now. I've got to log off again. Uh, go play something else, come back in an hour. Uh, because 
it should be deadly nighttime pouring rain as a freshie. Um, and it's kind of shit, but if you make it any easier, then it's going to be too easier. The, 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 hard, the, the big thing for me is I want to find a server that balances the long game. It's easy to make it hard for a freshie. What it's what what it is um hard to do is make it hard for someone who survives the coast because once you get that essential gear you're pretty much set once you've got a knife a sharpening stone um you know Daisy down under has done stuff like they've reduced the um durability of items so like sewing kits I was stunned when I jumped onto another server and I used a sewing kit and it only took ten percent on Daisy down under you get four uses out of a sewing kit I fucking love that. I thought that was I thought that was normal, um, and then I went onto a vanilla server and it was what the fuck, ten percent. I thought it was twenty five percent usage. So little things like that really help. But now, you, can you? Sorry, finish. Go ahead, finish your thought. Um, no, you've derailed it. I've, I've totally, <laughs> I've totally oh, sorry, forgotten man. what I was going to say. That's all. Good. There's a there's a bit of a delay. I'm not doing it on purpose. I swear to God. No, no, no. Um, but can you? Is there a way now? Maybe this is a question for the modders in the in the chat. Is there a way to tie that with the length of life of your character to say, okay, you're freshy, so you're not going to take as much off of some of the items that you're using up until you're you established yourself. You've been alive for so many in-game hours. Now you're going to take twenty percent off of that sewing kit. Now you're going to take fifty percent off of that uh, roll of bandages. Something like that, maybe. The one is saying, I love that idea. And he because that know. to me is more of a reason to stay alive than a beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The soft skills that they talked about. The longer you're alive, there's, the better yeah. you get with stuff. And there's a challenge, you know. The longer you're alive, there there is a challenge that presents itself that wasn't there at the beginning. So if you get a, a magic spawn, you get everything you need in the first ten minutes. What happens? It doesn't matter in the end game because you're still going to be balanced back out by the mechanic. Hmm, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Brim, what are you hoping from 1.08? Uh, I'm looking forward to that new location. And I think anything that's completely new, it's all well and good adding back in old weapons that they had to take out when they changed to the new engine. I'm all for new weapons. But for me personally, I... I only play modded servers, so generally nowadays. I've got a few friends that refuse to play them, so if I'm playing with those friends, I do jump on onto the the genuine, you know, the the original vanilla servers. But it's it's not it's not very often that I do that. So guns for me are, you know, they're 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 a dime a dozen. I've got shit tons of them, and I've got variety everywhere. So for me, that new location. I say it's saying it's cold as well. Being it's also well and good, like say adding those um, those little fairground areas in. That was really nice. I'm glad they did that. Um, but a whole new location where you know it's got a different sort of a different feel to it. Being cold, you know, maybe it's like you say some sort of ski resort, some sort of thing like that. I am really looking forward to seeing what that is and and having a little explore of the new areas. Just because the people he must have missed it when we were talking about it before. Yeah, there's um a new location, new weapon, um, and they've they've um, found some information basically stating that it's going to be cold. So we're expecting something up in the mountains, maybe some snow. Don't know. 
Um, a nice snow-capped mountain would be uh, would be really pleasant up on the up on the sort of the northwest, maybe somewhere a little bit below Tissy, sort of between Tissy and and Pavlovo, sort of in that sort of general area of the map. Such Putting a such a really nice, beautiful the area. They used to have going up to Tulga. I was going to mention that the the punch in the gut dick move would be to say it's a new location, and all they do is drop <laughs> a snow skin on that one. <laughs> Totally new map, guys. <laughs> Worst thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what they do. But remember, oh no, they, no, with now. Remember when they used to have it on the coast, um, around near yep. Kamenka, wasn't it? Uh, sorry, Kamishovo, and then they moved it all the way up north, and then it just disappeared. Yep, that was a good little spot, actually. Yeah. Because there was one of those little um, towers you could climb up, and sometimes stuff was up there, if I'm thinking correct, if I'm thinking of the right spot. I know I used to stop there and loot on my way up. Yeah. It was a good area up around there, because not a lot of people did bother going through those small little towns, but they were good for hunting weapons and stuff. Val, what about you, mate? What are you looking forward to in 1.08? I think for me personally, it probably already been mentioned, but I would like to see much more balanced survival and I think if Sumrak is, is obviously the project lead we'll get that. I think I think at the minute temperature and rain are too punitive. I think it's so easy to to die in in a in a rain shower, especially if you're really early early into your, your journey. So I think for me, even though I want it to be challenging, it just sometimes comes across as being a bit punitive. So I'm really looking forward to I think more balances in the survival aspects. Also, like you guys, I'm also really keen to see what the, the new location is, and hopefully it's not just a, a reskin of something. something <laughs> old, <but laughs> I really hope it's not like the little fairgrounds they put around. Like, those are neat, but oh. it, it, nothing's going to happen there. Nothing. No one's going to go there. There's no loot. There's no reason to go there. There's no reason. If maybe I could wire it up and make like the, the little roller coaster work, sure. <laughs> yeah. Or, or shoot at the duck... Um... Uh, range thing that I've seen um, in a couple of videos, but I literally see them and go, "Oh, there's going to be nothing worth going there." I want locations, like I said before, that give me a reason to go and visit them. Actually, I'm lying. I think the reason I didn't die on um, Doug was I made it to one of those spots and found a cooking pot in one of those little shooting gallery deals. If you open the door and go inside, there's actual loot on the inside you can take sometimes. Ah, there you go. I need to pay yeah, more attention. Yeah, it's the ones they them. use mostly for traders on uh, oh. on yeah. community servers. Okay. Point taken, point taken. I'll, I'll be checking them now. Um, Guys, throwing it open, last things, anything that we didn't cover that you think we need to cover... Anyone anyone in chat got anything they want us to quickly talk about? No? Thank you all so, so much. Ginsla, thank you so much for coming in, mate. I know you had to run away. Um, yeah, I bet, uh, pudding, I bet it's Dean Alls Everest they are adding in. Now, that would be a fucking, that would be awesome. They put a mountain in, they call it Everest, and at the top, Dean Hall um, zombie is standing there waiting for you. Or a flag with his face on it or something like uh, that. No, a zombie, and when you kill it, you get a rotten kiwi. <laughs> yes. I'd buy that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd pay extra for the DLC for that. And that rotten kiwi, if you feed it to someone, it kills them instantly. That's just some savage banditry right there, and I am all on board with it. <laughs> Putin saying the carnival edition was so disappointing, it's adding something without actually adding anything. Yeah, it just, it just didn't feel... Yeah, it, it, like, it's, like you said, it'd be nice if you could power them up or something like that and get some carnival music going, I don't know. But it just, to me, it wasn't really... Um, um, a stimulating edition. It was kind of, oh, that's nice. Okay. I'll just run straight past it and ignore it because it, yeah. But no. Anyway, guys, thank you all so, so much once again. Um, Fishy, thank you for coming on, mate. It's a pleasure to have you. Foxy, we've got to get you on, mate. You do so much work behind the scenes. You're here every week. We've got to get you on as a guest on the show. Uh, but I've also reached out to um, Blueberry, Gavin and Mike because I'd love to get three of the old school guys. I had a bunch of um, Aussie old school guys on a couple of weeks ago. So maybe for you UK crowd, we get a bunch of old school people on uh, and we talk old school Daisy uh, from the UK um, EU perspective. Some good options there for uh, for new spotlight interviews, I think, mate. Yes, definitely, definitely. Speaking of which, um, I'll be doing a um, promo video. I've got the artwork through. The next Daisy Spotlight has been confirmed, and it is with everyone's favourite Canuck. Anyone want to guess? Oh, awesome. God only knows, though. The only other Canuck on here I know is Greasy. He's a boomer. Gamer Dad. Oh, Christ. Oh, nice. Yep, Gamer Dad. Well done. He's a fascinating guy. He's a a very intelligent man. I think he's a professor at a university or something like that. Um, Loves his DayZ, loves his stream. Um, So I'm kind of excited to do this one because, um, he, like like I said, I find the guy fascinating to listen to. Um, I don't get to watch him too often. Yeah, yeah. I've got a few more that I'm in talk of as well, but that's the next one that's confirmed. Um, Putin saying Greasy is a legend. Oh, he's great. He's great. Underrated. People, go go watch him. Follow him. He's great. Put, he, put his um, channel in the um, chat, mate, so people can um, check it out. Okay, then, boys and girls. We are going to go. It is 2.09 a.m. in the morning for me. Thank you all so, so much, Fishy. As always, mate, um, just let us know if you want to uh, be on the show, mate. We'll have you anytime. You bring a level of sophistication that um, us three plebs just don't quite have, do we, Brim and Mike? Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're going to stroke my ego, I'll definitely uh, make make an appearance. No, I like it, mate. I really do. Um, Oh, it's always a blast being on with you guys. It is. It's it's, it's enjoyable, mate. I love this show. I love doing it. Um, And we always get a decent crowd watching and... Great interaction with the chat. Better than I get when I'm streaming by myself. You guys are much more interesting than me. Uh, but, yeah. All the best, everyone. No comment. Say goodbye. Have a good fellas. one, guys. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. Ciao for now. Have a good one, everyone.